Episode 267, Morning Skate, your host, Cad here, Energy. You feel that? Um, I'm joined by my co-host, Brownie. Can you believe I have this much energy after watching the Rangers just fucking just shit the bed tonight? Well, I mean, I don't know if they shit the bed so much as the Bruins held them down and squeezed the shit out of them. They got outplayed. I wouldn't say they squeezed the shit out of them. The first well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna say the Rangers shit the bed, you're implying that the Bruins had nothing to do with it. No, I'm not saying that at all. Like no, 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 now you're putting words in my mouth. They I'm outplayed, just saying it's, they outplayed it's, they outplayed the Rangers tonight for sure. No. Um and I tried convincing myself that the Rangers didn't play that bad, but if they're getting outplayed, they played bad. So you you need to expect more out of them. You want to just kind of talk about the game quick before we even like sure. anything? So sure, I made some notes on my phone. Yeah, so the Rangers they ended up losing. Was it four or five two? Five two. Five two. Yeah. Um, it was a. If you're a Rangers fan, the first period was not good. The second period was a bounce back. And then in my – so I would give the Bruins a first, the Rangers a second, and then the third period was really the period that was going to decide the game. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd say so, yep. Yeah. If so, it was like a boxing match, it would be like, you know, like a 10-9 or 10-8 the first round. Second round was like 10-9 the other way because I feel like the yeah. the second round was – close. the second period was closer. The, the um, second the second period was closer than the first period, but the Rangers yeah. won the second period. Yes, yeah. And then, um, I mean, there were a couple of things that happened. Lindgren threw his body twice big at Pasternak. He hit Bergeron with one. Dude, he only played fucking three shifts, and he had three giant hits. Yeah. And then, of course, the Boston Bruins, they preach just be a fucking rat hockey player. Cheap shot Lindgren skating up the ice, Pasternak. He should get fucking suspended for it. You're not going to hear anything about it because he's a star of the league. Just classic Bruins. Um, that so that was a, that was a moment. The I Igor, mean, that's that's pretty soft when your when your rough and tough defenseman gets knocked out of the game by pasta. On so a that that's actually a concern of mine because Ryan Lindgren's probably the toughest human that I know. I don't know him, but like I know yeah. him. Yeah. Um, the fact that he didn't return is like. That's put that 15 pounds of muscle on in the off season. I mean, this guy, he battles back from everything. So the fact that he couldn't come back, eh, I don't know if I like that. Um, Poshnak scored the first first goal. Look for uh, your tough guy defense when uh, Truba couldn't contain Charlie Coyle on the blue paint. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. I'm just saying, you know, while we're talking about your defense. We will get to this. So then (laughs) that was in the first period. Poshnak, sick backhander from an impossible angle. Um, it, it had like a puck swift to fit in over his shoulder. Yeah, that was yeah. that was one that I, w- I would remember if I scored that. Second period comes around. Um, well, also in that first period, the Pasternak goal, Jimmy VC back checks his nuts off, goes to yep. fucking hit him and just bounces off him. So yep. hit the fucking weight room, VC. We're going to get into that a little bit later. VC scored, though. He ended up bouncing back. He ended up scoring. We got a huge hit from Braden Schneider. Uh, I think it was on Trent Frederick. AJ yep. Greer came in to stick up for him. Barkley Gaudreau came to stick up for him. And like a that's why you put the Rangers and Bruins on ESPN, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that was yeah. sick. Like that was fucking cool. I feel like both sides thought that was like a really cool thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. But uh, who who laid the hit on Frederick? The defenseman. What's Braden his name? Schneider. Yeah, Schneider. But you have to. I understand him fighting because AJ Greer wanted it, but. He put them in a tough spot because they're already down a defenseman, and then he got a ten. Didn't he get a ten minute? No, he didn't. Greer oh, he just got five. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, fucking monster hit. And then third period comes around, and it was just it. It was actually kind of sick. Bruins scored early, and then the Rangers oh. seemed to respond right away. Adam Fox. I mean, that what yeah. a fucking goal. That like I said, was. that was the one Allmark wanted back. I bet. And then the third goal happened, and you were kind of you were hoping that the Rangers were gonna you know put on some pressure, and then you know the Bruins chipped away. You mentioned the goal uh, Charlie Coyle had with Truba. Listen, man, Truba had a great year last year. I don't think anybody can argue that he he was deserving of his contract. Buried everybody. He was he was the spark that the Rangers needed when they were slow, whatever. But having said that, he still had some deficiencies. Like his his skating isn't all that great, 
and he makes a couple bonehead moves in the D zone. I mean, this this player right here, he has a C on his jersey. I'm not going to be too hard on him. No, I like Chuba. I was just I like him too, but I, that play wouldn't happen if like that was Chara back when he was the captain of the Bruins. Like, no, you know what I mean? Charlie Coyle is a big fucking dude. I mean, he's like six four. He's a possession beast, and it's not easy to move a guy like that off. It's, the unacce- it's unacceptable, in my opinion. That can't happen. You're the the captain. You're the captain of the New York Rangers. You can't like that can't happen to you. Like you're supposed to be better. The best third line center in the National Hockey League. It was just I don't know. So that happened. I forget who else scored. It it kind of seemed unravel there. DeBrus, that was a sick play. Hall to Zaka across DeBrus for the one timer. It was a really cool play. Actually, what I wanted to mention, players that stood out for me, I thought Nick Foligno looked fucking excellent. He looks lean. Like I told you, remember I was telling you, he looks lean and fast. He had a couple of toe drags. (laughs) Yeah, yep. if he if he can continue to chip that way, yep. I thought Panarin looked really good. Uh, Lafreniere Capo had a fucking sick move. He was just yeah. too in tight afterward. Yeah. Um, I do like Lafreniere a couple of times. He was uh, after the behind the play. He was doing some chopping oh, and right. getting in people's faces. And I was like, oh, like I told you, I think he's gonna be your next Callahan. Another uh, nationally televised game where Chris Kreider just fucking disappears. Did you even know he played tonight? Yeah, because um, the two on one at the end of the game when they yeah. need the goal, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, and listen, as much as I get on uh, Zabinajad, that pass, holy smokes, yeah. that was pretty. It was just, I just feel like, what if Ray Ferraro goes, That's a butterfly with wings? I'm like, Don't all butterflies have, wings? yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Sammy Blade was sitting on everything, I didn't really notice Reeves that much. The one thing I took away from this he spends too much time trying for the big hit and he becomes a liability. There's a reason, and listen, I'm I'm all uh Reeves side with the Evander Kane stuff, but there's a reason that Kane was like, You want to really punish him, make him pay 20 minutes a game. He can be a liability out there when he's running around a little bit, you know. I think the one thing that stuck out for me as a Rangers fan when they lost Ryan Lindgren. It has become abundantly clear that they need an uh, NHL caliber six defenseman because they don't have one. I thought Jones was exposed tonight. Every time that kid was on the ice, the, the Bruins are going right at him. They're going around him. They were drawing penalties. Then when Jones had the puck in the offensive zone, he's missing the net by fucking four feet. It's like the ice at Madison Square Garden. Is it typically a good sheet or no? I don't think so. I think a lot of people complain that it's hot in there. The puck was hopping over both teams. Yeah. All over the ice tonight, over their sticks, missing pat, like you know what I mean? Just yeah. stuff you'd normally don't see in an <laughs> NHL game. And I it was one of my things I wrote down. Yeah, I mean the Bru- the Bruins are fucking buzzing right now. Dude. Um, I will say they, this: they, I don't think there was a single icing that entire game. No, and here's the thing: like Which the Rangers. Is, have, have, you ever, have you ever watched an NHL game without an icing? No, I don't think and, I ever have. And the Rangers, what they lose? They lost five two, but yeah. it was one of those things where it didn't really feel like a five two game. But yeah, at the same time, it's like, hey you need to play your best when you're playing the best. Like every time you play a team that should make the playoffs, you should amp it up a little bit more just to be like, fuck you guys going into it. Yep. And I would have liked to have seen the Rangers win there. But again, Bruins are buzzing. Does uh, Igor, they, they said this during the game. Does he really have up until tonight? Did he have a point in eight straight games? Yeah, he has. He hasn't lost in regular uh, season until today. Huh? Okay. Or in regulation, sorry. Yeah. Um, but they have, if you guys are still tuning in, that was Rangers and Bruins talk. Well, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, this is the thing that drives me crazy about these national broadcasters. They yeah. do a good job, right? But they don't know the teams like the home guys do. And right. there was stuff that I noticed about both teams, and I don't watch the Rangers that often, but the Rangers are trying different things on their second power play, and neither guy commented on it. Right. And the Bruins were moving guys like they moved Pasternak from the left to the point to the right. They were moving him all over. Bergeron was in the bumper. He's out to the side. They mixed up the lines on the Bruins. They put Pasternak back with Bergeron and Marchand. And they just don't, you know, they don't, uh, they don't notice that stuff or they don't watch enough. And it's great for the exposure. And I get that. But just let Jack and Brett call it or let <laughs> your guy call it. You know what I mean? You should be able to pick your feed and have these guys just do every game. You know what would be fucking cool is if it was nationally televised, but instead of it, they getting like they should just have the home announcer do the nationally televised game. So like those guys yeah. get a little shine, like shine. Too. Yeah. Back when the Rangers won the Cup in '94, Sam and JD called Game Seven. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. So like the ones they cut the local yeah, and this, guys and this off. And this one will last a lifetime. That was stupid. Yeah, they yeah. they did like. 
what do you get the first round now? And then you're fucking, yeah. you're given. You can always, you can always sync up your TV to the radio though and get your local guys. Yeah. Can do that. But who has a fucking radio? Radios were cool, dude. Back yeah. But who has one now? Hey, speaking of that, I had this in the Mea Copas, but this is just something I was talking to somebody while we were working on the job today. What's your favorite sports moment? Like that I did? No. As a fan. Um, do I do I have to be alive to experience it? Yeah. How else would it be your favorite sports moment? I mean, 1980 Miracle is pretty fucking cool. Oh, like, but you weren't you know I mean? but like yeah. that I got to experience and shit. This is going to sound so stupid. I mean, dude, I... I I didn't really watch in '94. I was fucking four years old. It wasn't like yeah, I was yeah, yeah. No, that. that's why I'm asking you. Um, I was a Yankee fan, so I liked when the Yankees won the World Series. But honestly, my probably my favorite moment. Oh, damn, this is gonna be hard. I have two. The Derek Stepan goal in overtime against the Capitals was okay. fucking sick. I'll never forget that. I have three. That one is a game that Marty St. Louis scored on uh, on Mother's Day in the playoffs. That mm-hmm. was fucking really cool. And then probably I got to go to Zuccarello's return. So that was fucking oh, that's nice. And dude, Henrik Lundqvist's jersey retirement had me feeling all sorts of fucking ways. Dude, I was bawling my eyes out. So I would say that like those would be mine. I mean, yours is the cup. The cup's number one for sure. I, I watched the because I once they started coming back, I was watching every game by myself with my dog, my old dog. Mm-hmm. And we would get a pizza and we'd sit on the couch and we'd watch the game. And I literally, the the final game, I sat there on my couch upstairs, like sloppy, yeah. sad, happy tears. Yeah. Um, and then the first Red Sox World Series in 2004, when I still cared about baseball. That was yeah. a big deal. I don't know. We were talking about this today. And I got to think, like, if I think back, I mean, like, I was at the Snow Bowl, but it was a bad memory because I'm a Raiders fan, mm-hmm. you know? You know, and Tom Brady cheated, you know, one of the many times he did. Um, but uh, you know what was for me? It was the World Cup game with the women's soccer. That was awesome. I, I still remember that. The one where she ripped the uh the, the, shirt shoot, off. the, the penalty shots. That's yeah. back when that's back when I liked the women's soccer team. I'd agree with yeah. you on that. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was a cool moment. Like I feel like the whole country was kind of united behind it. It really was. If you really yeah. think about it, yeah. So That's there you go. One. There's the, there's Bruins and Rangers bonus and three stars bonus inadvertently. Yeah. Bada so, bing, bada bing. That's what we um, do. Let's talk about let's talk November, huh? So oh, yeah. we're raising money right now. Uh, we're all growing out mustaches, <laughs> um, and all the money goes to support men's health, whether it's health, yeah. mental health, whatever it is. We've posted this for two days, and I think we're above eight hundred dollars, something like that. We're, we're trying to raise our first thousand. Mm-hmm. we're trying to raise five grand listen guys if if you have like a cup of coffee tomorrow and you don't really need it don't buy it and just donate that money towards i, I understand your approach but i take it this way <clears throat> 20 bucks is not going to make a difference in your life over the next month no one it's not going to take a difference in anyone's life $20. i just feel like i feel bad asking for that much i don't because 20 bucks is nothing honestly I was going to say, I wipe my ass with a $20 bill, but I don't know if I would do it with a 20 maybe a 5 But a $20 bill is nothing to a, everyone listening to this podcast. You don't, you have 20 extra dollars, throw 20 bucks in, help us get to $5,000. It'd be awesome. You can write it off on your taxes. There's a charitable donation. It'd be really cool. Um, Brownies asked for 20 and ask for anything. So check out, uh, our <laughs> social profiles are all over there. Yeah. Um, that's what we got on that. So do we want to kind of just hop in, get her going? Yeah, fire up, buddy. Mia Culpas. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the Morning Skates Mea Culpas with Ken and Brownie. All right, so more rumors about teams that are not the Northeastern Huskies being added to the Winter uh, Classic sheet. They've added uh, Quinnipiac, which makes sense. They're undefeated 9-0-0 and ranked ninth in the country. But Harvard who's won three and oh and they've already played each other this season like quinnipiac and northeastern on on the schedule together and they're both top women's teams how about put them at fenway mm-hmm. i mean let's grow the game right mm-hmm. um the newspaper in toronto is the toronto sun not the toronto star yeah uh steve simmons yeah mike van ryan ryan mike van ryan right he was mm-hmm. with the leafs when luchik put him through the glass 
uh, on the Katie Knoll video that we talked about, that was Skyler, the mayor of Kingston, Irving talking. Uh, oh, TikTok arm boxing. I told so I Ked made me join TikTok for an upcoming <laughs> interview, and somehow my algorithm got me to this sport called arm boxing. And I had a note here that I hadn't changed, even though we talked about it offline. If you're bored on TikTok, type in arm boxing because I would say it's entertaining. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't think it's entertaining? It's uh, it's intense. Yeah. I would never do it. Uh, yeah, neither. Oh, it depends on who. There are some people I would. Um, so yeah, look that up. And then my question for you, because this is like turning into a thing, social media. What's a Substack? I don't have a clue. Oh, people are like subscribed to my Substack. I see it all over the place. Now. Oh, let me look it up. I have no idea. Watch me like a porn website. Oh, that'd be bad. Oh yeah, I did see something for those people that for those people that uh that need glasses, be careful because this week you turn your clocks back. And there's a joke <laughs> there with the L. <laughs> so that's what we have for me at Culpus. Oh, hey, don't forget to shout out the guy. What are you talking about? The at the top there, the UK guy, remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have we have people fucking hitting us up and just being just talking to us online, telling us we're doing a good job, all this shit. So shout out to that guy who reached out to us on Instagram. That was a fucking cool moment. He was we're, from England, right? We're international, baby. Yeah, that's it. So that's it. All right, cool stuff. Any channel news? Let's go. All right, Vancouver. After starting the year winless and having president of hockey operation Jim Rutherford blast the organization in an interview, Canucks have won a couple games. They pulled off a few trades. Uh, first, the Boston, the Bruins sent Jack Sudnika to Vancouver in exchange for Mike DiPietro and Jonathan Renberg. Meinberg, uh, I think. Meinberg. Uh, Sudnika had one game played with the Boston this year prior to the trade. Then they sent a fifth-round pick in 2023 for Ethan Bear and Lane Peterson. Bear has been a healthy stretch for the season, and Peterson's been playing in HL Chicago. It's a nice touch by Vancouver to put out the Bear signing in both English and Cree. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then Bruce Boudreaux, he also notched a 600th career win in uh, the NHL. After they beat the Kraken the other night, he's one of six active NHL coaches to achieve the feat, and the second fastest to do it behind Scotty Bowman. Ken, take a shot. Not a 600th career win in the NHL. Active NHL coaches that have 600 wins. Damn. Yep. Um, Mike Sullivan? Nope. What? He doesn't have 600. No shit. Uh, Gallant doesn't. No, Gallant's like 300. Hines doesn't. So it has to be a guy who's been fucking around for a while, right? You'd think. Uh, Barry, well, Barry Trotz isn't a coach anymore. That's right. Barry Trotz does have it, but he's not coaching currently. Um, This is kind of fucking... It, Bruce Cassie doesn't have 600, right? Nope. One of the guys you love... Oh, Torts. Torts is one. Torts. Um, damn, there's fucking how many other teams are there? There's four more active coaches. Lindy Ruff? Yep. Um, Laviolette? Yep. Now I'm two more. About, I need two more. Shit. One oh, I know no. you don't like, and one I know you love. One you know I don't like. Claude Julian's not coaching anymore. I can't believe Sullivan doesn't have it. Uh, Islanders. I don't know. Wayne, that's not that guy. Young guy, yeah, no. Uh, Florida, I don't even know who their coach is, I don't think. Tampa, Cooper doesn't have 600. Mm -mm. All right, let's just hear it. Who? Paul Maurice. You don't like him, right? He's not. Is he an active coach? Is he coaching yeah. Florida? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, I, I like Paul Maurice. Oh, I thought you didn't like Paul Maurice. No, it sticks up for his players. I like Paul Maurice a lot. And your boy, Daryl. Oh, dude, that, yeah. Daryl Sutter. Fuck me. There you go. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so Vancouver, they're kind of buzzing. Uh, speaking of buzzing, the Devils are definitely buzzing right now. But they placed Andre Palat on the IR, lower body injury. The IR is retroactive to October 24th. Palat is said to meet with team doctors earlier this week, determine the severity of the injury and the best plan of action moving forward. I thought I saw today that he has to have surgery. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is from uh, a few days ago. Okay. The sheet. I mean that that's definitely a tough loss. You go out and you finally get some veterans. I know, I know. There. And they're playing really well too. And then last week I honored Mr. Devil Kendanico prior to uh killing the Blue Jackets 7-1. He spent 40 years with the team as a player and announcer. Team gave him his silver stick for his 1,000th game. Started on uh October 30th, 1999 and dropped the no, silver. No, that's when he had the 1,000th game. 
Fair enough. And he dropped the ceremonial puck. This Then his son Shane surprised him by singing the national anthem. I was never a Danico guy, and then I heard Danico on his chicklets, and now I can tolerate him. My dad hated him. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, that's him. what I'm talking about. That's why I didn't want it. That's why I didn't listen to the Kessler interview. Same yeah. thing. Um, Ottawa, the rumor mill is in high speed as Ryan Reynolds of everybody is now linked very lightly to heading up an investor group to buy the Senators. He publicly uh, thinks this Ottawa should have a downtown rink and not leave Ottawa. Kind of a cool story. I don't know if that would ever Listen, happen. Listen, do you see, have you seen any of that? Welcome to Rexham with him and Rob, Rob how they, they bought a, <laughs> they bought a, a football team, a soccer team in Wales. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get them up to the, like, you know, the regulation they move yeah. up and they sold it as like a behind the scenes documentary. It's really good. And I'd be interested to watch that. Yeah. It's it's uh it's on FX. I think you can find it. Welcome to Rexham, it's called. And it's okay. funny because they're in way over the heads, they don't know what they're doing, <laughs> and they're super passionate though. And I was reading something today, and they were saying how senator fans would complain because they like to hate the owner, and Ryan Reynolds is so lovable that <laughs> no one could really get mad at him. Hey. But bonus, you get Blake Lively hanging around the rink. So good bonus. Yeah. Um, I just mentioned Barry Trotz, but he was on the Cayman Strick podcast and he hinted that he'd be interested in original six coaching gig said that he could have had his own beer in Winnipeg, but wasn't the right fit. Um, yeah. So a lot of people are talking about Toronto with Sheldon Keefe and everything that's going on there. You and I are going to get into our zeros in a little bit to kind of just Toronto's next on the sheet anyways. Yeah. Prefaces. I mean, I'm not a Toronto guy. I think they need something different. Like the same shit can't continually happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they had a subpar road trip, one and four with losses to Vegas, San Jose, the Kings, and the Ducks. They came home, they beat Philly yesterday. Uh, in the game versus Anaheim, which was lost in overtime after the Leafs held a two-goal lead in the third, Marner was benched for a shift. There were uh, The Leafs were winning at the time of the benching. Marner went down the tunnel to smash a stick and throw a little hissy fit. Uh, during the timeout prior to the benching, you see Keith gesturing at Marner while talking to the team. Both Anaheim goals at the point in the game came directly from Marner turnovers. After the game, Keith said, when you have the game in control, you have to manage it better. Everybody has to be responsible for their touch of the puck. Both were well-intentioned and everything like that. It's just their tough plays. we got to manage those plays better, but we also have to uh, better support around the puck. So if things go bad, we're in good spots. Uh, Marner handled the benching with Gray, saying after the game he had no problem with it at all. Now you got to take accountability and you got to put it on yourself. So, Did you see what Dave Poulin said on TSN? That's why no. I put it in there. No, <clears throat> Poulin, who's a legend. I love Dave Poulin. He's one of my favorite all-time players. He said it was a joke. Flat out said it on TSN. He goes, you can't bench a guy for a shift. He goes, that's a joke. He goes, yeah. if he was a bottom bottom six forward, would he been benched for a shift? And then he pointed out how Tortorella sat Hayes and Konechny for that whole period. Mm-hmm. So that's how you have to do it. But that that's so much word salad by Keefe. Like, oh, you got to be responsible, blah, blah, blah. But then during the timeout, he was pointing at him like, if you're going to blame him, blame him, which is yeah. fine, right? You're the coach, but whatever. It's just they're a clown show. I wonder if they would be as much of a clown show if the media wasn't just like all over them all the time. That's fair. Um, I don't know. Well, to play devil's advocate, you could make the argument that Mitch Marner cares. And that's why he gets so wrapped up in his emotions with this because he really – you know, he does. He, but you know, you can make that argument. I mean, the kid's talent is undeniable. Yeah, I don't like to go down the tunnel and smash her stick. You're not Paulo O'Neill, bud. Take take a seat. No, he should have just smashed it right there on the bench. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So we mentioned the Ducks. Jamie Drysdale. He's injured with a torn labrum in his shoulder. Uh, happened uh, Friday against Vegas and expected to miss four to six months after surgery. That's pretty Tough brutal. Bit, he's a hell of a defenseman too. Hopefully, yeah. he comes back soon. Gets healed up nice. Uh, Josh Bailey, a thousandth game last Friday, scored the game winner and a 6 2 win over Carolina. The Islanders also set an NHL record by not allowing a power play goal in their first eight games. So the kill is buzzing. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing better playing like hockey and being on the penalty kill and just shutting down the power play and just talking so much shit to them. Uh, that was my favorite. The uh, when I was playing for that higher up team where I was in over my head, the one thing I could contribute to was the PK being one of the forwards on the PK. I'm like, I'll go, I'll go. Maybe like yeah. Brownie. There, there was one kid on one team that I played on that everybody just kind of like picked on, I guess. And he was on the power play and he was in front. And during practice, man, this kid would get fucking abused. <laughs> like I'd be standing there, like turn around, fucking active stick, look over, and he's just 
eating cross checks. It's like, <laughs> damn, dude. I mean, I guess he's earning it. Couldn't be me. Yeah. Um, Detroit Mackle. Wow. Michael Rasmussen. Yep. Spent two games after high sticking incident. David Krejci during the five one victory earlier this week. He's day to day. I was going to ask what was wrong with Krejci. There's my yeah, answer. There you go. It, um, I think it's a concussion. Okay, that sucks. Yeah. Oh my God, Connor McDavid, 11, 11, 22 points in his first ten games. That's a pace of one hundred eighty points for eighty two games played. He, I know he got one goal tonight before we started recording. I saw the fucking next level, dude. Him and Dreisaitl are one and two in points already. If they can just stay healthy. Whew. Uh, Devin Dubnik called it a career. He's drafted 14th to Edmonton in 2004. He played 542 games, 253 wins. Edmonton, Nashville, Arizona, Minnesota, San Jose, and Colorado. Uh, career, 9-14 save percentage. Didn't play on one Eastern Conference team. That's pretty crazy. I don't even realize that. I think of him as a – I know he played a long time in Edmonton, but I think of him as a Minnesota player. I do too. I think of him as a wild. Yeah. Um, Ty – oh, boy. Delandria was mm-hmm. fined $2,330.33. The max allowable under the CBA for goaltender interference on Igor Shesterkin when the Rangers beat Dallas 6-3 on Saturday. So this happened, and then Kreider blew him up in the middle of the ice, clean hit, and then at the end of the game as time was winding down – Barkley Gaudreau came like over to him and just fucking put him on his ass like after mm. the play. So it was like one of those things, and nobody did anything about it. So I feel like the vets kind of knew, like, hey, yeah, yeah. that one. Um, James Van Riemsdyk underwent surgery on his broken finger that was injured in a loss to San Jose, likely missed a month. Sean Couture had back revision surgery last Thursday, and his expected recovery is three to four months. I don't know what that is, but that sounds horrible. It sounds awful. It sounds like they got to fix something that was fucked. Like they mixed it, messed it up when they tried to fix it the first time. I can't believe he's going to come back from that. I like he. I don't know. At some point, you got to think about your kids and the rest of your life. Yeah, you know? man, he's had a pretty good career. I'm pretty sure he made enough money where he could probably just fucking call it. Um, Jordan Stahl joined his older brother Eric as a second stall to play 1,100 games. It's pretty cool. Whoop de doo, Stahl. Listen, I remember when Jordan Stahl was a rookie that they made at one of the first Winter Classics. They made him run the stairs at. At uh, the Steelers, yeah, uh, remember that? Yeah, it's just—it's nice to see his whole career. I always liked uh, <coughs> Jordan and Eric. I'm not a big fan of Mark. Oh, me neither. Um, <laughs> Washington during a game versus Carolina of getting his nets up. Uh, I mean, this penalty shot—he went in. It must have took him 20 minutes. This is—he's done this multiple times. It's not a new thing. Yeah, and. Like I guess hockey experts want fucking rule changes. Fuck that, dude. The, if he's the writers, the writers, and all the blue check marks want a rule change, and they want like, how are you supposed to get a time it now? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I just figured you'd like that story because everybody's crying over it. Yeah, I mean everybody cries. It's the hockey world. Uh, Seattle, uh, Shane Wright, he had last played on ten twenty three in a lost Chicago where he logged the five fifty one time on ice was a plus one. The previous game. A win versus Colorado on 10-21. He registered a season high in minutes with a brisk 8-42 in the W. Uh, on a recent 32 thoughts, they mentioned that Ron Francis wants Wright played more, but head coach Dave Haxtell clearly has other thoughts. They played Minnesota tonight. Uh, Wright lo- sat the last four Seattle games. They he sat him like his grandparents went to the game. Listen, that grandparents thing, I, I, I don't agree with it. Like, you're not going to play him just because his grandparents are there. I know it would have been a nice thing. He is playing tonight. I saw that he's in, and they're beating the Wild. They were up four nothing last I looked. Um, but it's his development. It's all about his development, yeah. you know. And thirty two thoughts really broke it down because they follow um, <laughs> the OHL and everything. And uh, there's a lot of different maneuvering they can do. But for him to go back to the OHL team he is on, it wouldn't help him because. It's they're just gonna walk people. He needs to be in a competitive situation. Is was their point? It's interesting though. I they're gonna ruin that poor fucking kid. Yeah. Um, Arizona count at least one fan among the visiting teams after Winnipeg opened up the rink with the win. Pierre Luc Dubois said the ice was the best in the NHL. I think Reeves also mentioned that the ice was very very good uh, when the Rangers played them. Uh, the team also put fake mullets on every seat, and supposedly the atmosphere was good. They let Shane and Josh Doan, he plays for Arizona State, uh, drop the first puck at the Mall Arena for the Coyotes. Nice um, touch. Yeah, I think so. I Listen, if you got Pierre Luc Dubois to say anything positive, I feel like that's a win. He is a cranky guy. He is very cranky. Uh, San Jose Sharks. Eric Carlson recorded his first career hat trick in a loss to Anaheim on Tuesday. He now joins Nicholas Lidstrom, Zdeno Chara, Ed Jovanowski, Luminary Vesnowski as a fifth defenseman, age 32 or older, to score a hat trick. 
he now has nine, six, 15, and 12 games played this season. So, uh, the revitalization of Eric Carlson. He was so fucking good, dude. It would be really cool if he becomes like what he was before because, like, I, I loved him. He was fucking nasty. Offensively, yes. He was great. Offensively. And then Buffalo, happy Halloween, Tage Thompson. Uh, center hit a career high in points in a game six and notched the second hat trick of his career as a Sabres dispatcher, Red Wings 8 3. The most points in a game on Sabres history is seven by Gilbert Perot. He did that in 1973 versus the California Seals. Thompson is now tied with Dave Anderchuk, Andre Savard, Jim Lorenz, Pat LaFontaine. He did it three times, and Perot did it three times in second place. So <clears throat> pretty cool stuff. And yeah. also for Buffalo. Yeah, dude. All right, so they played the Penguins in the reverse retro jersey night. The white on white. I thought the Penguins jerseys looked so much cooler than the actual Penguins jerseys. Like, those should be their jerseys. Oh, you mean they're, you like the reverse retro better oh, than yeah. normal? Big time. And then yeah. Buffalo, uh, Cody at World Hockey Report, he said it best. Like, white pants are fucking awful. Like, they're so bad. I saw, World, I saw Cody's thing, and I in the, the pictures, I was like, oh, I don't like that. But then when I saw them out in the ice, I'm like, mm. white pants. I think if they out. had a, if they had more color on the shirt, the white pants would have been all right. I think white pants are atrocious. Yeah. So bad. I, I, I'm just not a fan. You wear um, red pants though, don't you? Rangers wear red pants. Oh, fair. Hurricanes wear red pants. Red Wings wear red pants. Blackhawks probably wear red. No, Blackhawks wear black pants. Yeah. I'd have to think about it. All right, dumb and change, Brian. Take it away. Oh. Uh, so I never saw this quote. Have you ever seen this quote? Yeah. Derek Jeter? Is that an old quote? Uh, he said in the, the doc, I think that just came out. Oh, fans boo because they want to cheer. I thought that was great. I had never heard that. So anyways, uh, this college, did you see this? The college football brawl, Michigan State players. Yeah. You know, Michigan players in the tunnel heading off the field after Michigan State lost 29 to 7. Uh, some of these kids, the what's that, Adam Sandler? That's assault, brother. Some of <laughs> yeah. these kids were swinging helmets. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, not a good look for, for Michigan assault, State. Brother. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. You know who Jerry Lee Lewis is? Mm, I don't think I know Jerry Lee Lewis. Rock and roll guy, great balls of fire, the singer, piano guy. Goodness gracious, great ball. That's a Top Gun song. Yeah, but it's all just placing on the fucking piano, yeah. right? It's yeah. it's for the movie. Yeah. It, but anyway, so this guy was um a kind of like the anti-Elvis. Like Elvis was the good guy, and but he was kind of dangerous. But Elvis was presented as this clean cut, nice kid. Jerry Lee Lewis was from the wrong side of the tracks, played the piano. His nickname was Killer which I've heard that he got the name because one of his wives was found dead in a swimming pool. And also because he was such a savage, he ended up marrying like his second cousin who was 13 and it kind of derailed his career. And he's the cousin of Jerry Falwell. Yeah. It just, but there's a movie out with Dennis Quaid plays Jerry Lee Lewis, um, which is a pretty, pretty funny film. The legendary story though, is he, him and Chuck Berry were doing a rock and roll show and he was supposed to go on last and Chuck Berry was the bigger name. So Chuck Berry was like, well, I go on last. So it was this whole big standoff. So Jerry Lee Lewis was like, well, fuck that. I'll go then. He goes out there wailing on the piano, lights it on fire while he's playing it. And then walks off the stage and looks right at Chuck Berry and goes, uh, follow that buddy or something to that effect. Sure. Just all time. story. So the, the, I have two stories that remind me of that there was one, a Dave Chappelle story where they yeah. told him that he was going to go first or some shit like that. So he did what he did. And then afterwards he's like, Hey, listen guys, I'm going to go out to the park lot. If anybody wants to come out and have a smoke with me and the entire place left. Uh, yeah. Similar. And then <laughs> the only other one is Leonard Skinner open for the Rolling Stones one time. And Mick Jagger told Skinner the one like, Hey, do whatever you want, but don't play on the tongue. Cause the stage was like the Rolling Stones tongue. Yeah. yeah. And, and Van Zant took his guitar guy right out there and goes, you fucking play right here. And he's oh, like, right so Love Such a little that. shit like that. What you get for big timing? Yeah. Uh, during the during the World Series game, when Harper and Bolum Bo, is that how you say his name? I can't tell. They hit home runs. The crowd was cheering so loudly that the Penn State University seismograph, which measures earthquakes, registered the noise and vibration. The city was literally shaking because of the stadium. That's so. Nuts. So Rex is a big Padres guy, so I understand why he's rooting for the Astros. I'm a Yankees guy. Like, dude, 
the Philadelphia Phillies fans are, I, I think they're kind of cool, dude. Like they I, I'm are, rooting for the Phillies for sure. They are very, very, very into that baseball team. And they, yep. and, and Philadelphia kind of has that whole, like, Oh, I'm a scumbag kind of feel, but like they take ownership to it. Yep. I think that's sick. Like, listen, man, I want the Rangers to win a cup, but can you imagine if the fucking Flyers won a cup? Like, what the fuck would happen there? Bring hockey back to Philly, it'd be sick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you and I talked about this offline. So this NASCAR guy, Ross Chastain, the move of all moves at the Xfinity 600 at Martinsville Speedway. So clearly, Ken and I are not NASCAR guys. I'm a NASCAR guy. I mean, you don't know all the fucking rules and everything like that. What do you mean? I, well, dude, I used to know all the rules, and then they fucking did the stages and shit. So now I so don't. He needs yeah. to win a certain amount of points to get in the playoffs. You don't know all those ins and outs. Right. And in order to get this finishing slot, whatever it was, to get in the playoffs, he decided to skip the break and just run his car well, into he, the wall. He needed, like, three spots. Like, yeah. that's how he did it. <laughs> and he ran his car into the wall to slingshot around these people on the outside, and so what, it actually worked. Yeah. So what Brownie's saying is, instead, like, you know, when you slow down, you go into a corner. This dude just went to the wall and rubbed the wall and fucking floored it. And <laughs> hammered it. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's slowing down on the inside. This guy comes fucking cruising on the outside yeah. with hammering the wall. It was, it was like basically he banked his car off the. It off was the insane. Like, and, and it's funny because they showed all the inside the. uh the view from the driver's side and, yeah. shit, and like they showed the radios of like the other drivers and everybody's like what the fuck was that yeah. <laughs> what yeah. the hell's going on and, and this the announcers was, even said it was a video game move it was unbelievable I, it they, was, dude that nascar's back NASCAR's and then back. after they race they asked him they like oh everybody said it was a video game movie he goes well i played a lot of nascar 2005 on the gamecube and it worked there so i thought i'd try it it was so. incredible Pretty pretty good. I think I think the first time I saw it, Pat McAfee tweeted it out, and he goes, "Is this a real video?" And I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, somebody just doctored something up or whatever." And it and looked like he next- killed his car because he ended up coasting. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> yeah. So all right, so this one is wild. Martin Luther King Jr. and Julia Roberts have a connection. Okay. So Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife Coretta Scott King okay. paid the hospital bill for when Julia Roberts was born. Why? So Julia Roberts's parents were um, drama teachers, didn't have a lot of money. And wherever they were living, I want to say it must be somewhere. It was obviously somewhere where Martin Luther King was. Um, Wherever they were living, uh, Martin Luther King and his wife wanted their kids to take like it sounds like it was like um, drama camp over at Julia Roberts parents house. Mm -hmm. And the Kings were like, can we bring our kids here? was probably in Memphis. And um, Julia Roberts' parents were like, absolutely, you can, you know, you can bring them. And at the time, it was very segregated. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't mixed. So it was like a big deal that they did this. So they didn't have much money because they were running a fucking drama camp. And um, when Julia Roberts was born, they were having trouble making ends meet on the hospital bill. And Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife stepped in and paid the bill. How is this not like more well known? I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, crazy story. Wild. But that's the kind of thing like we talk about, like the butterfly effect and all that yeah. stuff. By them doing this nice thing, you pay it forward. You know, like the Bo Bennett stuff, you pay it forward, and you know, look what happens. So, um, did you see this, Jared Allen? You know who he is? Yeah. So Jared Allen was honored at halftime of the Minnesota Arizona game this past Sunday uh, with his induction into the Ring of Honor at U.S. Bank Stadium. In an all-time move, he came out for the ceremony on horseback and wheeled around the stadium. When he retired from the league back in 2006, it was also in horseback when he said, Cowboys don't say goodbye, they just ride off into the sunset. And he, he it was a great video. I remember it at the time. All-time move, and he still rocks a mullet, and he was, of course... Number 69. Dude, he has like sick hunting videos where he like goes out and just shoots animals. Yeah, like, he has this, he's like Brent Burns. He has a huge combat. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, all right. So the last story. Shanghai Disneyland shut the doors on thousands of guests due to a COVID spike. China has a zero tolerance po- policy going on where if they have to, they'll shut the door and you're locked in wherever you are for 10 days. Well, they had an outbreak at the Shanghai Disneyland and people are locked in, but at least they're keeping the rides and concessions going. So they're locked in the Disneyland for 10 days. So there you have it, buddy. That was Dumpin' James. 
Dump and change. Um, we went over Rangers Bruins. I just have a couple other things Rangers wise that I kind of want to do. So they beat the Stars 6 3, Coyotes 3 2. They beat the Flyers 1 0. They just lost to the Bees. Uh, one thing that was kind of interesting, they interviewed Gerard Gallant and he was talking about Capo Caco and how uh, another coach he didn't name the coach came up to him and was like, Hey, that kid's really turning into a player, which I thought was pretty cool. If another coach was going up to that coach and being like, Hey, I really like what this kid's doing. Like, was that coach Dave Quinn? Uh, I mean, it might have been. <laughs> Never mind. I, I, I think all that. Uh, ride, Igor, ride. Igor's played the last four games. Tonight, he did not play that well. So, uh, hopefully, he bounces back. I'm out on Jimmy VC, dude. So, I used to hate Jimmy VC. And then before preseason, remember, I was so excited. I'm like, hey, listen, like he's changed. He figured it out. So, the other night against the Flyers, behind the net, there's this big scrum, big scrum. Everybody's out there. Kevin Hayes is out there. Jimmy VC and Kevin Hayes kind of lock up. Uh, they're, they're pushing back and forth. Hayes is kind of involved with Fox VC just like, let's go of Hayes and just kind of stands there and let's Hayes just have liberties with Adam Fox. who's our best fucking player on the Rangers VC. I know you're friends with Hayes, dude, but when the fucking puck drops, like if anybody touches Adam Fox, your role is to make sure that that doesn't happen. Are you fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then tonight he fucking bounced off Posnack. He ended up redeeming himself, but fucking out on Jimmy VC. Um, and then I think I mentioned this before Lindgren being out. I thought Zach Jones was super exposed tonight. The Rangers need an NHL caliber six defenseman. Somebody who's going to eat shots, make simple plays and get the fucking puck out of the zone. Cause I mean, Zach Jones might have all the talent in the world, but he's not somebody I'm going to roll out there consistently and feel good about it. Well, fair. So that's what I got. <coughs> All right, well, the Bruins, 10 wins in their first 11 games to open the season. It's the first time in franchise history, and they're doing this without McAvoy. Now they don't have Krejci the last few games, and now Forbert's out. So it's unbelievable. Uh, Swayman, after that awful-looking injury in the game against Pittsburgh, he uh, was seen walking around the game with ice on his knee but no crutches. He's weak to eat, week to week with a lower body injury. So hopefully it was just like an MCL or something like that. But it looked like his knee hyperextended, which is horrible. Uh, Forbert, I think I mentioned that before, is out four to four to six with the surgery on his broken finger. Um, I'm gonna skip that. The uh, Omar. So I think Linus Omar had some issues coming to Boston with the expectations on being a number one, and I feel like there was a lot of trepidation because they weren't sure what Tuca was doing last year. They had Swayman, so there was a lot of a lot of unevenness for him. I think he came in, he's happy, his family's here, they're all settled in. I think he's showing what he can be. I think he's playing phenomenal. He's out on top of the crease, he's challenging shooters. He had that one with Fox. I thought the play was offsides, and it looked like everybody stopped for a second. Maybe that looked like that to him, but that one goal, he, he I thought he played very, very well. well is he playing well, or are the Bruins just playing really well in front of him? I think it's combo, to be honest with you. I mean... Okay. That uh, Pittsburgh game, he looked bad. He he got lit up, and it happens. And I think there was only one, maybe two, that I would blame on him. Um, but there's so many good vibes with this team right now, and that comeback against Pittsburgh was unfucking. It's an all timer, unbelievable. Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to say what it reminds me of, but I got some. You know, some good voodoo, good good voodoo going on over there. And uh, Marshawn, two goals, uh, two games played. He has four points, averaging over 18 minutes on the ice. And he said yesterday, the day before, that this is the first time in six years he hasn't had pain in his hips. So look out. So that's two games played, three goals, assists for four points for Marshawn. He, uh, I mean, he's, he's a hell of a player. Man. I don't think he was on the score sheet tonight. I don't think he was. Yeah, but he was noticeable. He was more noticeable oh, yeah, than yeah. I was. So yeah, him and Goudreau going at each other a little bit. Him and yeah. Trocheck. Yep. Um. All right. Cool, dude. Bruins uh, are a good spot. <clears throat> Beer league roundup. Um, we lost in a shootout, dude. It was it was a battle. It was, it, the whole game, we I feel like we were just down the whole fucking game. Um, I ended up with two. I uh, tied it up with like a minute thirty left, which was pretty fucking cool. I had a nice little between the legs. Fucking backhander, not a big deal. Um, it was fun, dude. It, it was a good time. Sucked losing in a shootout. Dude, listen to this. So 30 seconds left in the game. There's not a penalty called the entire game. 
I scored with like, I don't know, probably 50 seconds left in the game to tie it up. 30 seconds left, a kid makes a move, and he like runs into like one of our like better players. Kid falls down, the ref calls a penalty. The only penalty the whole fucking game. And I'm like, dude, there's 30 seconds left in this game. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, what Like, what are you doing? Game ends, we go to a shootout. The ref says that the guy... Who took overtime? The, no. Guy, guy says who took the penalty can't shoot because he took the penalty. And he was like, one of our better players. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what, what is going on? So we end up losing in a shootout. I could have tied it up, and I went in, and I fucking... I, the goalie was, like, in the corner, but the puck fucking hopped over my stick, and it kind of went away, and I went to, like, take two strides over to grab it, and the fucking ref blew it down. He's like, no, I was too far away or something like that. I'm like, you motherfucker. I am so... You're, you're out of your lane. Yeah. Um. So, but it was fun. We got a point. Um. Play again this week. Shout out to Eric Greenway. Uh, he is the only, I mean, there's places to get fucking your skate sharper. This guy's been sharpening my skates and shit for years. Last time my skates were sharpened, he did it. And this was like two years ago. I haven't sharpened my skates in forever. Um, so I had to get him sharpened. I had to get him re-riveted and all that stuff. So I hit him up, uh, dropped him off at his place. He was going to get that ready for this Sunday. So shout out to him. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I got, I think, for Beerly. What do you got? So we had a game Sunday night. I was up in Vermont with the family. We're all fighting this flu. I apologize for the coughing and sniffling while I'm talking. Um, we drive home. I'm like, all right, well, guys, it's going to depend if I make it, depending on what time I get home. I'm looking at the app, and I see there's only uh, – if I don't go, there's nine skaters. I'm like, motherfucker. So I'm like, all right, I'll go. Suck it up. I get up there. I drive all the way to the rink. I go in. It's an hour from the house. I walk in the rink, and I'm like, all these fucking people on the ice and i'm looking and i recognize a few guys and i'm like what the what i walk outside get in the car i call one of the guys and i'm like hey bill where's the game he's like waltham i'm like mother fuck i drove to the wrong rink i drove like an hour out of my way round trip oh. i still made it on time because i was falling asleep on the couch so i left really early because yeah. i was dozing off so then when i get there and we get fucking pumped. I don't remember what the score was, but it was like eight to four, maybe. It was horrible. Yeah. Just, I was like, good Lord. But plus side is we have another game next week. And I now uh, got invited to a uh, pickup skate that's uh, always two goalies and they make teams. So picked up a second skate with some of the guys that I grew up with that are a few years older than me. So that'd be pretty good. Perfect. Love that. Yeah. And it's pickup. So I don't have any commitment. Oh, and then this I wanted to mention. Uh, Northeastern goalie Gwyneth Phillips. She was named Hockey East Goaltender of the Month. And Abby Marone is the Hockey East Defender of the Month. So a couple of Huskies winning some uh, in-season awards. Always nice to say. They're not at Fenway. No, they're not at Fenway. Not until I keep going on my Reddit thread. You think they're getting all these awards. They're winning all these games. You think you'd want to fucking show it off. Well, I mean, it's a no-brainer to play Quinnipiac versus Northeastern. They don't play. And they're both very good teams. Yeah, I don't know. It's, tra- it's a travesty. All right. So Doc- once you're done making your donation to Movember, maybe reach <laughs> out to the Fenway group and say you want to see the Northeastern women play at Fenway. There you go. All right, there you go. Um, Don Morris, here's and zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, hero and zero time. I'll go first. My hero of the week, Daryl Sutter. Um, this fucking thing. They they asked him. So Huberto Huberto left the bench the other game. Um, during the first period, and you're like, yeah, what ended up happening to that? And he goes, I think he had to take a shit. Fucking great. And that was it. That's all he said. Um, I mean, <laughs> he he is who he is, man. Like him and him and Torch are so genuinely who they are. It's like refreshing to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They um, don't put on airs. That's for sure. I think he had to take a shit. Put that on a t shirt. <laughs> Probably sell. Make it red and gold. Yeah. Probably would sell. Um, all right. So my hero is the Good Vibe Bruins. So uh, Marshawn the other day, it was Felino's birthday, gave him a pie in the face at, at practice, the shaving cream pie. Um, Felino, all the young guys call him Uncle Nick. He uh, He's now filling in for Swayman on the hug. You yeah, know, the fucking, goalie hug. I fucking hate that hug. So listen, uh, so – they were talking on 32 thoughts. I actually emailed 32 thoughts. I've never emailed a podcast ever. <laughs> I emailed them because they were saying, what are good nicknames for goalie tandems? Yeah. Ready for this? Oh boy. The huggy bears. 
Pretty good. <laughs> if it catches on, remember you heard it here first. I hate the fucking. I fucking hate the hug. The okay. Huggy bears. We can make a shirt of that for the morning skate. The huggy bears. Okay. So, anyways, uh, so this is my real hero, Jacob Locko. Uh, he scored his first NHL goal uh, against Pittsburgh the other night. He had scored one earlier, but it got un- it got waved off under review. So this was his first uh, official one. Per Joe Haggerty, uh, Locko's first goal puck is going to the parents of his Czech friend, Andre Bustella, I believe, that passed away from cancer a few years ago. Locko said, I made a promise to my dying friend two years ago to make it to the NHL. This puck is going to his mom. Just Good a word. great thing. Good and he word. actually said, he goes, my parents are probably going to be a little upset, but I made a promise. Good kid. Yep. That's what you like to see. That's the kind of culture we like here in Boston right there. Um, our, we have the same zero of the week. This has never happened. Dude. We've never had the same zero. Austin, this was not planned. Austin Matthews. Yep. Fuck him. The so last night in the Leafs. His marshmallow motherfucker. Leafs-Flyers game. Him and Konechny are going at it. Konechny uh, hit him pretty dirty. They got him with a slash. Matthews slashes back. I think Bunting immediately kind of comes over, and then no, there was some more. They were going up ice. There was some back and forth. Yeah, and then Giordano comes flying out of nowhere and tackles Connectney. Talk about Uncle Nick. There's Uncle Gio at four yeah, years which old. Which was fucking cool. And then everybody gets into yeah, it. Yeah, I like Gio. I always like Giordano. Everybody gets into it up until that moment. I don't think I'm like that upset with Matthews. I'm like, okay, like at least you slashed him back. I would have appreciated you kind of get more into the scrum, whatever. Cross check. Yeah. More. Yeah. What pissed me off is everything got broken up and then Matthew skated over connecting and gave him a shove and everybody just started fighting and Matthews had nothing to do with it. Um, I mean, dude, he, he's, you listed out six, three, two Oh five. Connectney is five, 10, 174. Like, listen, man, I just, Mike Rupp made a great point. He broke it down perfectly how, like, Matthews, somebody comes in, he has one hand on a stick, he doesn't look anybody in the eye, how, like, all these people are fighting for him, he's just sitting there laughing, how, like, that's not going to cut in the room. We've seen this time and time again. I wrote a blog almost a year ago talking about, will Austin Matthews ever drop the gloves? And what's kind of funny is when something ever big happens in the hockey world, every once in a while people Google about it. And that blog got like 200 hits today. So like people <laughs> looking at it, I'm like, what? I was like, what is this? And I read the blog. I'm like, who wrote that? I'm like, oh, it's me. Like, That's kind of fucking cool. I'll take it. Um, just, I mean, he's supposed to be your leader. He's supposed to be your player. I understand he scores goals. I understand he can be a game breaker in terms of the offense. But fuck, how much cooler would he be if he like was a dick? You know what I mean? Like he's just, he's just a soy boy. And it fucking sucks to see. He's too busy fucking. And I'm going to get old man yelling at a cloud here and shit. But like, dude, lose the fucking earring and punch somebody in the face. Like, I don't care about the earring. fucking hockey player, dude. I don't like, care about the earring at all. Do whatever you want. But this guy is the face of USA hockey. Fuck off. He yeah. is soft as puppy shit. Jesus Christ. He can have all the skill in the world. As long as that fucking guy is on the Leafs and he's one of their leaders, they ain't doing dick. <laughs> Yeah. Tell you that right now. If I was uh, Brendan Shanahan and I saw that display last night, I would go downstairs and be like, "Bud, I know it's not your game. You do that shit again, I'm having you out of here." The first fucking trade I can make. He would not play for my team. Fuck it, him. I would. I don't want him on. The, I wouldn't <laughs> want him on the Bruins. I'll take Marner over him all day. It was just. It was fucking. I don't know. I didn't like seeing it. I don't think I'm as mad about it as you are. I'm just. I'm like disappointed. I just wish like. The best. Oh, you're not mad. You're just disappointed. Is that what you just? I'm said? just really disappointed, dude. Like, I wish the he could go down as one of the best American hockey players of all time, and he's going to be re- remembered as being softer than baby shit, and that kind of sucks. Like, I wish he was just like, dude, I don't know, man. And that blog I wrote about, like how David Backus when he fought like Perry Taves the and over America tour, and he's yeah. fucking Captain America. And then you have this fucking kid just laughing, starting fucking scrums, not ever having to back it up. Like, I wish Tony D'Angelo was on the ice. It would have been fucking hilarious if Tony went over and just started fucking punching him in the mouth. I wish <laughs> Kaki just had started punching him. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, give me give me either Kachuk. Get, I'm thinking of American-born players. Give me Johnny Gaudreau. Give me give me Kevin Hayes. Give me, give dude, me Patrick Kane. Up. Give me any of these guys over shut here. Shut up, Kevin. I don't Hayes, want – Okay, Brownie. 
All right. I, Ma- Matthews wouldn't be in my top 40 that I'd want on my team. <laughs> okay. All right, bud. I'm telling you. All right. Uh, let's I'll see. Trent Frederick all day over this. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Listen, man. You Nate saying Gabriel. this shit is almost oh, as egregious as me saying that Poshnak should be suspended for that Lindgren hit. I think it's like right around the same. <laughs> uh, all right, three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Brownie, take it away, bud. So we decided to do the three stars based off of that dump and change story about being locked into Shanghai Disney Disneyland, which sounds terrifying. Um, the best and worst places you'd want to be locked in if you got shut in for 10 days. Food and water is out, is not an issue. No matter what you pick, there's going to be food and water, so you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you couldn't say your house was our parameters. Okay. So I, should we, I think we should do the worst ones first. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm ready to go for this. Damn. Let me fucking figure out what one. Okay. My third star is an elevator. Can you imagine being locked in a fucking elevator for 10 days with just random ass people? And like, somehow they're like feeding you and shit, but like they're throwing chips through the ceiling or whatever. (laughs) And you're just sitting in there. You ever see that office one when the Dwight's like, we got to establish a pee corner. Yeah. Like Dwight's (laughs) peeing, dude. What if you're, what if you're with some slob who just won't stop like farting or talking? Oh my God. Can you imagine if you're just with, there with somebody and you just have like completely different beliefs in life and that person just really wants to tell you about it, how fucking awful that would be. So oh, my yeah. third star, an elevator. Plus like, they're not big. I'm not saying you're going to get claustrophobic, but maybe after 10 days, I feel like you those get start get fucking in. Yeah. So. so my number three is whatever that's called, Leaf Square, where they all watch the fucking game. Yeah. You know that area yeah. where they all where like so I'm in Leaf Square. Bruins are playing the Leafs, and we get locked there. That would and be I'm pretty fucking, there for 10 fucking days. Oh my god, <laughs> pretty fucking Unless the Bruins won, my god, would I be a dick for ten days? I'd probably get killed. I wouldn't make it out. You probably would. Yeah. Really? Well, actually, not by Leafs fans. Well, and I'll pick, just be like, Ugh. well, you pick you pick Leaf Square. My for my second star, I pick New Year's Eve. Uh, Times Time Square. Square. Have you ever done that? No, and I never will. That's I did it I'm, once. I was there once. How brutal is that? We were out of our minds, but it was brutal. I don't like big crowds. My anxiety, no. even fucking thinking about that. Like you're standing in that little area, shoulder to shoulder, with a bunch of people who smell fucking brutal, and it's. Well, they've been there all day. Some of those people. Yeah, and it's ten o'clock. And ten. Oh, dude, fuck that. Fuck that. That would be my number two star. My number two star is the DMV. Oh, good one! Imagine being That's locked in a good one. mutants from that They're place. Miserable motherfuckers. Uh, and you know I, that the people behind the counter over ten days, it would be like a whole us versus them. You know what I mean? They'd be so superior. Oh I yeah, had a fucking meltdown at the DMV yeah. one time. I had to get my picture taken for my license when I had turned a certain age. Where I, I don't know if I had turned twenty one or something like that. I had to get a new picture for my license. So I got there. I fucking take the picture, go to pay, and they're like, "It's cash only." I'm like, "Okay." So I got to fucking run to the ATM really quick. The place closed in like fifteen minutes. And I'm in a mall. There's an ATM like maybe five. Yeah. I'm like, I'll be right back. They're like. No, you won't be back in time. I'm like, like, what are you talking about? And they wouldn't let me go take cash out. And I fucking lost it, Brownie. I ended up saying some really mean things to this lady. It was bad. My buddy was with me. He's like, Jimmy, we got to go now. Like, right. So, like, we left there. It, it was – that was that was a bad moment for me. So, yeah, that's a good fucking – that's a good start, dude. All right, thanks. Try beating this one, dude. Go ahead. A parent on a fucking field trip. Oh, not even your own kid. Not oh even my your God, own kid. That's a good one. Would that not be the fucking worst 10 days of your life? These little kids just walking around fucking sneezing and coughing on you. You're going to get sick as shit. They're just being loud, obnoxious. It's dirty as shit. And you have to hang out with like the parents who think fucking little Timmy's the best kid in the world. I would yeah. rather fucking, I don't That's a good one. That's a good one. Beat that one. All right. Well, my number one is either like a church or a temple or a, or like uh uh whatever else like for a religious ceremony right <clears throat> you're there for like a christening or a bar mitzvah yeah. or diwali yeah. or whatever it is yeah. so you dress in a fucking suit 
you're yeah. uncomfortable and then you're trapped in that area for 10 days where you so feel you like you have to be the best human ever exactly yeah yeah that's, yeah. that's, so that's pretty brutal like no bad thoughts can come in your head at well, all you can have bad thoughts but you can't be like oh my god how much fucking oh sorry sorry yeah you know so I mean? like <laughs> that's such a fucking good one dude and those those like they're always musty and like yeah. hot and it's just like sweaty yeah. and it's like yeah. oh it's fucking disgusting yeah. that's a really good one I right. feel bad for like if there's any super religious people listening to this. Oh, I'm not I trying to be insulting to your. No, I'm not religious, either. so when I go there, 100%. I have the whole thing on it. I, I I agree with you. I think you and I are on the same page, but I think it's also okay to recognize that there are people that would probably that would be on, thrilled with it. Yeah, that would put it on the best buffer with yeah. you and me. I I can agree with that. And we I also apologize okay. to any DMV workers that we've invented. No, we don't, dude. They're all <laughs> miserable. Like they they are the fucking worst. I think we covered all bases there. I don't think anybody's right. mad at us, right. so I'm happy about that. All right. Your best, your best three spots. I'm now, I'm now reconsidering my best because now I'm thinking about all the people and I'm nervous. Okay, so, you want me to go? <laughs> want me to go first this time? Oh yeah, go first, go first. So my number three, I was thinking of places where it would be big, where I'd have options of things to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I picked the Mall of America. I don't think a mall is a bad choice, dude, because you're gonna have a food court. Plus, there's like cool shit to do in that mall. That mall. That mall's got a roller coaster, <laughs> massive. Do you remember and how cool malls there, were in like the nineties? Yeah, well, it, I feel it, like I, that mall's still cool. I'm thinking if I was there on like a because when I have to go out and deal with the fucking commoners in the world, I try to do it during the week. Like you don't, see, you won't catch me at the grocery store on a fucking Saturday ever. Yeah, right. Yeah. I own my own business. I'll disappear for two hours on a Tuesday. Yeah. So if I'm at this mall, it's most likely a weekday and it's mm-hmm. quieter. So well, you're spending ten days there. No, 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 but no, no. When I'm there, I see and the and lock, lock it down. down. So yeah. weekday mall. That yeah, more specific. I, I respect yeah. that. I respect that. Uh, my third star. I think this would be kind of fucking cool. Like, I don't even know what. It, like a paintball facility. Like a paint. Like oh. you know, like people go and play paintball. Yep. Like how cool would it be if it locked down and for ten days straight you went to fucking war, dude? Like Do that's you know probably I've the never, most- I've never played paintball. I've always wanted to. It's it's a good time. It would be so fucking cool. It would like that's the closest to real wars I think I would ever get. And like you have to like go to war for ten days. You got food. You're hanging out with the boys. You're probably drinking beers. You're shooting people with paintballs. That could be fun. More than likely, you're with the boys, right? <laughs> like I'm I'm good with that. That's a good one. My number two is similar to that, <clears throat> kind of, because I was thinking about specific places. I wasn't yeah. just thinking like a, you know, so um, I think it's in Memphis, the massive <laughs> Bass Pro shop with the pyramid. <laughs> that would be fucking sick. So that's like, got like restaurants and it's so I'm like, they have guns. I can go shoot shit. They that have that giant cool. fishing thing. I can go fishing and then just catch release, you know, in the tank. So and you have your own hotel room upstairs. I can go upstairs, lock the door, and be by myself, even though I'm, you know. That's a good one. That's a really good my number two. Mine's similar. Okay. Campground. I think it'd be fucking really cool to go to a campground, go camping with 10 days. You bring all your friends, and then all of a sudden the campground shut down. You got the lake to yourself. Uh, That's the beginning of a horror movie, but yeah. Well, no, you have the lake to yourself, you got a dizzy bat. You got fucking the restrooms, you got the showers, you got the whole fucking nine yards, and you're yeah. supplied food, you have fire and shit. Like just being outside no, in the woods, number two, campground. That's a good call. <laughs> you're gonna laugh at me because this was the first thing I thought of for my number one star. I, I can I guess? Sure. The weed store. No, that would have been a good one too. Okay. But this place will have weed, I have no doubt. My number one is Rihanna's house. <laughs> if i'm gonna get locked in somewhere for 10 days i'm gonna shoot my shot with rihanna oh rihanna that's a good one and she'll have weed she, she will have she weed. just had a kid so i'm i'm a parent i can help and over 10 days she's gonna get bored she's gonna get bored so <laughs> she's gonna get bored sorry um, my wife's listening I mean, I we run a hockey podcast, so my number one star yep. would be the rink with the boys. Like that yep. would be fucking sick. Do you just get to play hockey nonstop for ten days in a row? To fucking hang out, probably in the parking lot, drink beers, go in and out, eat your food, play hockey whenever you want. Some rinks have bars, so you have yep. a bar right there. Um, most rinks have TVs, so you got TV there as well. Yep. You're literally just chilling. Did that I ever be- tell you my very first Father's Day where I was? Mm-mm. So we were up in Toronto for a tournament, and. Uh, the rink 
had uh, like six sheets and in the middle was a bar and you could look out the window and see people playing. And we were up there for tournament. We had a game Sunday morning. We got eliminated. It's like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. We're sitting there with a pitcher of beer, plate of wings, poutine. My buddy Chris Mack goes, hey, it's your first Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> we were all dads sitting at the table and we're like, yeah, that's what Father's Day is, man. It's your day. That's perfect. <laughs> so that was my first Father's Day. It's your Father's Day, dude. Yeah, it was proud. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was this episode of the morning skate, a little bit shorter one. Uh, but I Not feel like much, yeah, yeah I, I was happy about it. Brown, do you have anything else for the people at home listening? No, uh, just as always, uh, tune into uh, Northeastern. Uh, they're playing this weekend. They have, uh, I forget who they're playing, that's horrible, but anyways, they have two games this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Uh, oh, Providence College, that's who they're playing. I believe I could be wrong, it's gonna be bad. Anyways, and the Bruins play at Toronto, and I may have a "fuck you Toronto" blog coming out in the next day or so because I'm so <laughs> disgusted by that blue and white panty waist of a smooch team. Um, but yeah, as always, God bless you, Jerome McGinley, because he played for the Bruins and never the Leafs is one of many reasons. Wait, do they? <clears throat> no, this can't be it. Who? This must be. I don't know. I'm trying to look up the Northeastern women's hockey schedule. Oh, that's basketball. That's why. I got it right here. Hold on. Um, they are playing. Yeah, we want to make sure we get that right so people know what's going on, right? They played Providence last week. I'm sorry. They're playing UNH. UNH. At UNH Friday night, hosting UNH Saturday. Oh, but this weekend I'll be at Cider Fest, so I won't be able to go to the game on Saturday. I think the Rangers got the Red Wings on Sunday. So we got we got a little oh, bit of hockey. Uh, is that a matinee game? Uh, I don't, I think it's like five o'clock. Oh, that's a lot. Oh, but that's nice though. Right in between the football games. And it's at MSG. It's nice, but it fucks with me in terms of like, I'm going to miss that because I'm going to be playing hockey. Uh, But, but all right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in. We will talk to you soon. And remember, Movember. Donate money. Thank you. Please. See you later.